From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hi everybody, I'm Jeff Mayers from WizPolitics.com here with Midday brought to you by Spectrum. I'm joined today by Adam Kellenhofer and Adam's a reporter in our Madison Bureau. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be on this side of the microphone today. And it's great to have you on that side of the microphone. We're going to talk about former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman and all that has occurred since the primary in, on August 9th. So uh, Gableman, um, along with former President Trump, endorsed Assembly Speaker Robin Voss's primary opponent, Adam Steen, in the August 9th uh, primary on the Republican side for Voss's assembly seat, and Voss narrowly beat Adam Steen. Now, Adam Steen is running as a writing candidate in the fall. Uh, That's uh, for another midday. But shortly after the primary, Voss fired Gableman, and Voss had and the assembly leadership had hired Gableman um, to conduct a review of the 2020 election to the tune of $676,000 in taxpayer money. So after he was fired, what happened then in terms of all the court cases and everything else? Well, there are still a few court cases going on, uh, but the big news is that the Waukesha County court case in which Gableman was subpoenaing uh, the five mayors of some of the most liberal cities in Wisconsin, those would be Madison, Green Bay, Racine, Kenosha, and Milwaukee. Those subpoenas were withdrawn. Uh, Gableman also subpoenaed several other uh, election officials, uh, Megan Wolf was on that list. So in dropping those subpoenas, Voss basically set up this lawsuit to be dismissed, which uh, the Walker County judge did do. Uh, that was happened late last week on Friday. Uh, the case is dismissed. So the threats from Gableman that came along with those subpoenas to jail those five mayors if they were not to comply with the subpoenas is off the table now. They don't have to worry about going to jail anymore, which I'm betting is at least a little bit of a relief for them. Um, But basically, Voss uh, withdrew those subpoenas, and then there was no more real reason to have that court case. But there are still some open records questions to be answered in some other court cases. Okay, so... Tell us a little bit more about those open records uh, uh, cases. Who filed the suit? And um, uh, there are a couple were a couple on uh, cases in Dane County Court on that that resulted in some fines. So can you brief us on those? Uh, yes. So Gableman was found in contempt of court by uh, Dane County Judge Frank Remington. And Jeff, another Dane County judge, Valerie Bailey Reen, who is actually no longer with the Dane County Courthouse, found Voss in contempt of court for failing to provide records respondent to American Oversight's request. So they were found in contempt and ordered to pay $2,000 per day. Uh, Gableman ended up having to pay $24,000 for facing contempt, but he was eventually cleared of that contempt charge uh, after a few weeks of being held in contempt. 
Gableman appeared in the Dane County Court in front of Remington, and basically uh, Remington was convinced that there were no more additional records that could be produced from Gableman's side showing any work of the investigation. Uh, and that's significant because a liberal group from D.C., American Oversight, has filed several open records requests with Gableman's or Gableman's former OSC office, the Office of Special Counsel. Uh, he have, as we said, he no, no longer leads that investigation. Uh, American Oversight also filed open records requests to gain records showing, you know, receipts or records of this investigation from Voss's office and then also from the assembly itself. So. Uh, we saw quite a few pages of documents come out of there, uh, but one really interesting thing I found while covering the court, those court cases was Dane County Judge Bailey Reen, basically after she found Voss and the Assembly had done everything necessary to clear themselves of the contempt charge, charge, and they were no longer held in contempt, she found that there were really not a lot of records showing much work was done at all during the investigation. And that definitely struck her as uh, it seemed like concerning. She commented about Gableman's, you know, spending the first month of his investigation working out of the New Berlin Public Library on public computers because he didn't actually own a computer at the time, a personal computer, to uh, investigate how elections are run, which she also seemed to find concerning that the lead of the state's most expensive election investigation didn't actually know how elections were run before he launched that investigation. And uh, another note on this, Jeff, these lawsuits are adding to that $676,000 tab that you talked about earlier. So uh, we're at nearly $1.3 million for this investigation and its legal defense and paying out attorneys for American Oversight. And taxpayers could also be on the hook for another $284,000 uh, once Dane County judges um, award attorney fees to American Oversight entirely. Now, a state senator, Democratic state senator, is seeking an audit on all this. What do you know about that? Yeah, so Madison Senator Melissa Agard is a member of the Joint Audit Committee, and she has been asking for an audit from that committee on this whole election investigation from Gableman's office. Uh, she basically said, quote, we need to provide some guardrails here in Wisconsin. Um, and she wants to know how all this money was spent on that investigation because she saw those court cases and she's a little bit concerned that there wasn't a whole lot of work being done or at least, you know, quality work being done with taxpayer money. And what has the answer been from the uh, the leaders of the audit committee would be Republicans. So have they said that there might be an investigation or might be an audit? Well, Jeff, that's a really good question, actually. Um, we haven't heard anything from the Republicans that lead the joint audit committee, but it'll definitely be interesting to see if any of those Republicans take up that call for an investigation uh, because, as we've talked about, this whole election investigation has been led by Republicans from the get-go. Okay, so the Gableman saga appears to be over. So, Adam, what did we learn from all of this? Well, Jeff, frankly, it doesn't seem like we learned anything new 
over what the Legislative Audit Bureau found. The Legislative Audit Bureau, before Gableman's investigation was even announced, found that there were some minor issues that could be resolved with the election, but they emphatically said that there was no fraud, widespread fraud in Wisconsin elections and definitely no serious issues that are big enough to have uh, you know, contributed to driving one candidate uh, ahead of another. So unless you consider Gableman's investigation as more of an assurance that there wasn't any widespread fraud in, in Wisconsin's elections, um, you could say that we have spent and likely will spend more than $1.3 million learning not a whole lot new out of this investigation. What's happened to former Supreme Court Justice Gableman? Well, he got a new job at the Thomas More Society. That's a conservative law firm. Um, they do a lot of work about uh, First Amendment rights and things like that. Uh, they've had a lot to say about this whole election investigation. Um, they've been a huge proponent of Gableman's from for a while now on the uh, whole his whole election probe. So it's not super surprising that we've seen him go over to the Thomas More Society. We actually saw uh, Gableman's Office of Special Counsel lease office space to the Thomas More Society while he was doing his investigation. So they were clearly, uh, if not directly linked with each other, they were working um, uh, essentially physically side by side. Okay, and Robin Voss, as we uh, start off with here, is facing Adam Steen um, as a writing candidate. And Voss um, irked Trump by saying that decertification was not possible. Um, and Gableman uh, ended up uh, into the ended up going into the decertification camp. And Adam Steen uh, apparently is there. So. Um, I don't know. Do we have any sense uh, whether Voss is in continued danger uh, in terms of uh, losing his seat or um, is he going to sail through and uh, stay the assembly speaker if, um, if, as expected, Republicans regain the majority in the assembly? <clears throat> yeah, Jeff, that's a really interesting question and something I've been trying to talk to a lot of people about um, trying to get a gauge in uh, in Voss's district for what the favorability is for Steen and Voss. And it sounds a lot like Voss is maybe still slightly at risk of losing his seat, but I, I don't I don't think that we're going to see the same slim margin of victory that we saw in the primary out of the general election. Voss uh, is going to have a big leg up of being, you know, the Republican name on the ticket. And as you said, Steen is going to be a write-in. So anyone who turns out of the polls for Steen is going to have to know exactly why they're going out there for sure. And they're likely going to be the staunchest supporters. And there's a good chance that the most staunch report, uh, the staunchest of supporters for Steen already turned out in the primary. And it would be hard to convince me that there are another roughly 5,000 major Steen backers to turn out in the general election and really push Steen's numbers up and see, you know, a similar slim margin as we saw in the primary or 
you know, see somehow Steen actually beat out Voss. And actually, when I talked to Steen after he uh, was announcing his right in candidacy, he said that he hasn't lost any support from any of his endorsements. And as you said, he has been endorsed by Gableman and Trump. So it kind of seems like another near proxy-ish war that we see going on here between a more established Republican Party and the uh, Trump portion of the Republican Party. All right, Adam, thanks very much for taking the time to brief us on Robin Voss, Michael Gableman, Adam Steen, court cases, and all that. I'm sure we have not heard the end of all of this. So um, I guess we'll be back at it someday. So for now, that's it for Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WISPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.